Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. Okay, so for this episode, we're actually going to try something a little different. We have a guest today. Yes, we do. Today we are joined by our frequent collaborator, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hi. Hi. So, Jason, um, you know, tell us about, you know, tell our listeners uh, who you are. So, uh, I've worked with you guys for, what, five years? Almost? We're getting there. It's somewhere around there, yeah. It feels yeah. like somewhere around there. Uh, we've, oh, wow, it is five yeah, years. We've worked together on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Haley and I met at school, mm-hmm. and we've worked together on pretty much all of our short films that we've yep. made since then. And um, in my day job, I'm a production manager and editor um, at a small animation company that makes uh, animated shorts for children. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. It's pretty fun. Well, glad to have you here today. Yes, thank you for joining us. You're our, yeah. like, first ever, you know, Yeah, you're guest. our first ever guest for <laughs> yeah. Reels on Reels. Yeah, I'm excited so. to be here. I'm excited to be the test subject. <laughs> you are our guinea pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, today we're going to start off by talking about Captain Marvel. Yes, we are. Yeah, so so just a a brief, like, catch-up of Captain Marvel, if you are unfamiliar. This is a Marvel Cinematic Universe film about a character named Captain Marvel. Well, she goes by a different name for most of the film, and she is a member of uh, a people, a race called the Kree, and she has a bit of a memory issue. She doesn't remember a lot of what happened before she was saved by these people. Yeah, she has a certain up, up to a certain point that she only remembers certain things. Yeah, so this film is a lot about her discovering who she is and finding a place and a reason to fight. Yep. Yeah, sufficient. So, yeah. Okay. Without giving anything away, yeah. we don't do spoilers here. So, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I think the first thing that we can talk about really is the timeline and where the Captain Marvel film sits in the line of Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of release, this one has come out. It's following Ant-Man and the Wasp, and a lot of people were looking forward to it because of how it tied in with Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. At the very ending, and they tied... Yeah, in in a post-credit scene, um, (laughs) the insignia for Captain Marvel was called upon, and so people have been highly anticipating this film to see how Captain Marvel could potentially fit in with the upcoming Avengers sequel, Endgame, which follows Mm -hmm. Infinity War. Which, was this the 21st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie? I think either 20 or 21. It's up there, yeah. 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 It's, it's up there. It's I remember insane. seeing that, that timeline that the, the phases that they put out mm-hmm. a while back, and I remember, yeah, this, so I think they're going into Phase 4 soon or something? I, I think Endgame is the end of Phase 3. Okay, yeah. I remember something about that. But yes, so, and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, this is 21. 21 it is, okay. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, but in in terms of within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this film is kind of a prequel because it's set during the 90s, I believe, 95. 95, yeah. yeah. Which I feel a great connection to this film because I was actually born in 95. So it's like exactly, you know, just looking at it like, oh, that's when I came into existence as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, there's well, a whole lot of 90s nostalgia throughout the film. There's yeah. the, the blockbuster, which we see in the trailers for Captain Marvel. There's she. I think she's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt for most of the yes. films. Yeah. yeah, which is great. Yeah, and there's yeah. just a lot of film references, dial-up internet, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> I feel like this film has to be, for us, kind of what it was like for our parents watching stuff from like the 60s or 70s. Like, Maybe. Set back yeah, then. I could see that. Because it's like a, just a nostalgia trip, just like everything being like, oh, I was a kid when that happened. I remember stuff like that. Yeah, because I know a lot of people feel that way about the stuff coming out in the 80s, like set in the 80s. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Stranger Things, I know a lot of people have a strong nostalgia aspect in that. Yeah, Yeah, and And I've never really had nostalgia for the 90s until this movie. I think this is the first one I can remember being like, whoa, yeah, I remember Blockbuster. Yeah, Yeah. I can smell Blockbuster when I'm watching (laughs) that movie. Yeah, that was great, actually, when yeah, what a way to start it too, right? Yeah, <laughs> killing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh. So, I think that one of the first areas that we can go to here are the performances within the film, because we have Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel, and she's and is she an Oscar-nominated actress or an Oscar-winning actress? Because uh, I, I know she was sure. in the the Oscar-nominated film Room. Yeah, the, oh, with, right. the, with the kid, with um, with the little girl, right? No, it was it was, was a little, boy. It was a boy. It was, it was Jacob Tremblay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> I so, <haven't> either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on my Netflix list. She has won one Oscar. Okay, so okay. she is an Oscar-winning actress coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe to play this character, and I thought her performance was pretty good. Like, I I really cared for the human side of her character. I have to agree. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah, definitely that side of it. It, it you know, it kind of latched on mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So, yeah, like I know I've seen some people say that her performance seemed a little wooden to them, but I think that really comes down to writing, I which know. which we'll get to later. I think I want to talk about the story later, but I thought she we'll put that, out yeah. a good performance. And I also feel like that was part of her character. Was yeah. like they kept telling her to like push those emotions back, push that stuff back. So that's kind of like the only thing she can remember is the last six years of repressing herself Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i mean that totally seems right to me that she's just kind of pushed herself down and then she appears wooden yeah that's her character yeah that's who she is i i think at least i i agree with you there from a character standpoint i also thought like she had a lot of funny moments that i thought she got really well (laughs) and she had a really good chemistry with the other people that she was acting with yeah yeah i like Samuel L. Jackson's character, or Nick Fury, right? Yeah. And her, they just, like, hit it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. they've been, like, best friends forever. Like, it's almost that kind of that, that chance meeting, and all of a sudden they're, like, stuck to the hip. Kind yeah. Of like. All of their scenes <laughs> seemed really buddy cop-like, and it yeah. was really yeah. enjoyable. I, I, I always like movies that have, like, the main character being an alien, whether that's actually really an alien from a different world or just an alien in that sense. In that context, Like, they yeah. don't understand it. Kind of like... Yeah. Um, you know, just a stupid example I could think of right off the head is like that Brendan Fraser, uh, was it Tarzan? Oh, yes. Okay, Where it's yeah. like he comes to. No, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle, yes, 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 sorry. And so it's like he doesn't get our culture, that sort of thing. And so. You, the, the, fish, the fish out of water concept. Yeah, yeah. I love that sort of concept. And so for it to be her, when there are actually aliens in the film, like real, like just, you know, green monster aliens mm-hmm. who get our culture more. I thought that was a really interesting sort of feel for the movie. It was like this human who is now 
not human, what, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is the fish out of water. Yeah. And so that was kind of an interesting, fun little twist, I thought. Yeah, that was a fun part. Um, and you brought up Samuel L. Jackson throughout yeah. the film. I thought he was some of the funniest parts of the film. <laughs> like, when is he not? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> they did this really, really interesting de-aging with his character, so it, it really felt like you were hanging out with Samuel L. Jackson from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did a good job with yeah, that. Yeah, like, it was it was really believable, the de-aging yeah. there. I found no issue with it. I forgot that they actually de-aged him. Yeah, yeah I, I have to agree. It's yeah. the best de-aging I've seen in any any movie. film yeah. Yeah. up to, to yeah. date. Yeah. Today, yeah, even Colson too. Yeah, because yeah. they DH Colson, and he doesn't yeah. look like the effects were so good, done very well that it kind of just hides itself in the background. You don't really, really realize that it's actually there. Yeah, so that's that's how you know. It's like it's like a testament to to the artwork that they put into this. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's got to be really handy with Samuel L. Jackson being one of what the top paid actor of the '90s, if I remember correctly, or like the second top grossing actor besides Titanic I think hmm. like they just have huh. so much reference footage of him from this time period because he's just yeah. in he's so many movies I feel yeah. like that had to be really helpful like I felt a strong connection to uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance <laughs> yeah. through a lot of what they were doing yeah. so I can I can definitely see where you're coming from with that I got a little Jurassic Park too ah uh, uh, yes just yes. a little yes. bit yeah yes, yes. coming through yes and then uh, Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> oh, I love him yes <laughs> He he was very enjoyable in this. Yeah, yeah, he's very fun. Yeah, he's he's playing a character from a people known as the Skrull, yeah. and they are a shape shifting people, and they're the the main enemy of the Kree, which is where um, our main character played by Brie Larson comes from. So they start off the film being completely at odds with each other, and he has some really interesting moments. Yeah, yeah, he's he's incredibly likable. Like even when you view him as like this terrible person that you don't want, you know, like all the to be doing, he's yeah, in, yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's always the villain. It's like he's just likable. Yeah, he just has this thing about him. <laughs> yeah, that makes him an extremely likable villain. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Whether he's trying to destroy the oasis or he's building the Death Star, you're just like, yeah, yeah. I kind of want him to win. Yeah, just a little bit. I like him. <laughs> yeah. His deliveries, his just yes. his, his visual cues in his face are just like, you know, it's, I think it was just, it was perfect. It was yeah, just, it, yeah I, I really enjoyed his performance here. Yeah, and also, we also have Jude Law in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just young Dumbledore running around. <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, Fair we'll have to, have to see that Crimes of Grindelwald, right, is what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Jude Law... Interesting. There was there was definitely some moments toward the end that I found quite satisfying with his character, <laughs> but I won't go into that. Yeah. It was it was a very satisfying way to really come to end with the film. The way that the relationship with him and Brie Larson's yeah. character was, yeah, Jude Law, very interesting, <laughs> very Which, interesting. I saw this with my sister, and um, when Jude Law's name came up in the credits. She, at the end, she turns to me and goes, Jude Law was in this? She couldn't tell it was no. Jude Law? <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he was that guy. <laughs> he didn't have any makeup on. Yeah, it was just, he had like different That's colored funny. eyes. That was it. it. <laughs> just the eyes. But you knew it was him. Yeah. 
<laughs> and while we're talking about characters, I think we need to talk about a steen stealing. Th- oh my goodness, uh, a scene stealing character. I can't even stealing. talk. <laughs> yes. A sentence stealing. A sentence stealing, yes. <laughs> the cat. The orange. Yes. Cat. I loved the cat. He was probably one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, Goose. Like Goose. every time yes, every time Goose. Goose the cat comes on. Um and I'm sure if you've seen the trailer for Captain Marvel, you know how the cat comes into play and it's like, oh, you're so cute. You're such a good boy. Yes. Which is how I felt the whole movie. Yeah, every time the cat comes on, you're just like, oh. Oh, goose. <laughs> the cat. I, the cat I hear people defi- are wanting a cat spinoff. The cat was definitely a character for, sh- for sure. If cat, if if goose the cat isn't in uh, Endgame, I'm going to be upset. I hope he's in Endgame. <laughs> I hope so. Well, keep in mind the timeline where... As, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Lifespan. I mean, but but then again, we know you know the many, cat. The yes. cat is a very special cat. That's true. Yes. Many you know, years so. have passed, but you never know. <laughs> time is relative. That's right. That's true. <laughs> and there's rumors there's going to be time travel in this one, so they could just go back to save the cat. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that's true. We, we don't yeah. know. What's I happen. would go back in time to save the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yes, and maybe Fury would too. <laughs> Who knows? If only he hadn't got snapped. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, yeah. should we switch over to talking about the story in sure. Captain Marvel then? Sure. Sure. Okay. So I think um, across this table, we have varying varying degrees of feeling about the story. Uh-huh. Um, I believe Jason really enjoys the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm more in the center yeah. I'm, I'm a center. And Eric was not a fan of a lot of things a bit in the more story. The- on the lower end of it, I, I would say, um, like overall, the film itself was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, it, it wasn't like a bad movie. I had fun with it, right? But there were certain things about it that just didn't hit with me, right? And um, there's still up to this point. I mean, we just saw it yesterday, and till today, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to like reel it in my head, like what is it about it that just turned me off. Right, and right. I can't even tell you exactly what it is, even at this, at this moment. But there were certain things that it just—I felt like it was lackluster, right? Um, and coming coming from me sitting in the middle, I kind of agree with you there. Like it didn't feel as put together as some of the other Marvel films I've seen and I've enjoyed. Yeah, and I, we had a very heated discussion about this <laughs> last night. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and I think what we came to find is that it was the character development that yeah. you were having. Some yeah, that was with. that was probably one of the big things for me. That it the I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, Brie Larson's character as um, the aunt, the best friend. Right, mm-hmm. I love that end of it. The human side, the human side. Yeah. yeah, but the other side of it just it felt completely just thrown in my face, rushed into it, hmm. like like the how do I explain this? It's almost like you know how they have like car- uh, world building that just goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I felt like the, the entire character DC building. Universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like like it kind of didn't build that world that world for me for her mm-hmm. okay but not to the extent that dc's world <laughs> is completely just, yeah. not Some to the extent films. like 
just certain you know i don't like i said i can't even completely explain what it is but there's something about it that just it just it just rubbed me the wrong way yeah because i can see where you're coming from in the beginning because in the beginning we're kind of tossed into this cree culture that she's a part of and i don't i don't read the comics so i don't really know a lot of things about the cree except for what i know about from ronan in Guardians right. of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah. which even then it was very minimal. I had to go back and watch Guardians of the Galaxy before I watched this to see if I could see anything about his character that would make sense. <laughs> um, but coming into the Cree culture in the beginning, they didn't really do much to pull me in and make yeah. me understand what was going on. Yeah. So for the first part of the film, until she lands on another planet and we get the the human culture, I wasn't really invested in what was going on. Yeah. I want to say that was the first 30, maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah like somewhere that. around there. Yeah. yeah, so I can see how like the lack of world building there in the film would affect it. And then leading on to where it, it suddenly comes back into play toward the end, and mm-hmm. she she finally discovers who she is and discovers the power she's had within her all along. And from, yeah, go ahead. And it just it kind of... It escalates in a way that I didn't feel like there was a payoff about it. The payoff wasn't what I was. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't what I was expecting. I did. I wasn't really satisfied by it. It felt like it came out of nowhere, and I think that's where and I feel the same way. That how the beginning was, and and I was going to say that that part of it was I, to me that 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 did hit like whoa! All of a sudden, it's like oh, here we are. I didn't yeah. feel that rush of like oh yes. <laughs> it was just like oh, it's here. It, yeah. And I it. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't. It didn't hit that for me. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think that feels kind of like an artifact of the way the story was told. Yeah. And that's because she doesn't have memories. She doesn't remember yeah. who she is. That sort of thing. So it's like she is this new person, mm-hmm. and we kind of like we're thrown into the Cree environment without really having an explanation. And it's like that's how she was. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like a lot of that stuff might have been intentional that it was done that way and whether or not that came off good or bad isn't necessarily because of that but i feel like it was intentional to do it that way because that's the way the story was crafted was like she doesn't know who she is and i i I get that and she's still trying to discover that and there could it could have been a a lot better payoff i'm sure but so i understand where you guys are coming from but i just i really enjoyed it yeah like i can i can see that like i can imagine it's difficult to put out a story where your character doesn't have any memory so they're kind of figuring out what's going on who they are what their past is at the same time you are and this film kind of utilizes the non-linear format where they go back and they show something and then they come back to the front and Mm -hmm. all that so that can that could probably be a turnoff for some viewers i know some viewers don't like the non-linear way of storytelling Mm -hmm. um so that could have something to do with it potentially why it didn't feel satisfactory that kind of thing but overall i hadn't thought about this but a non-linear storytelling really took off in the 90s which is Interesting. interesting because it takes place in the 90s Hmm. And like I think ninety five was Pulp Fiction. Interesting. And we had Memento. It was right, right after because I think Pulp Fiction was ninety four. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was. Well, we about to check that. <laughs> you have to know <laughs> that because I always thought it was my birth year. Oh, ninety four. Oh. Lame. Lame. <laughs> but that's a very interesting point you bring up. That it kind of takes oh, that's on. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that they would a do format that, like, in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it became extremely popular in the nineties and was overused. <laughs> For the next Good six point. years. Good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a very interesting yeah. thing to ponder over. But yeah, overall, like I, 
I went into this film expecting to not like it just because the trailers didn't really do anything for me. Like, a lot of Marvel trailers lately haven't really been making me feel excited for the film, and then I go into it, and hopefully I'm wrong about that, and it's just the trailers. So I was I was pleasantly surprised going into it that I didn't completely hate it like I thought mm-hmm. I was going to. <laughs> so my expectations were low, and they were exceeded. So that was, that was very nice. That's a good nice. thing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for <laughs> me, it was more like, it wasn't, my expectations wasn't high, 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 but it almost hit that mark for me. So it's, I'm not, like, disappointed completely in the movie because I did enjoy it and I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. But it, where my expectations were, it just shy of hit where that would be for me. And I mm-hmm. think that's, again, the, the what we just talked about with the story and the character and the world building, I think that's the part that really just kind of just kept it from hitting that point. There might be other things, too. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm just thinking about it. You know, it's, it's, it's only the first date since we've seen it. I'm trying to run these things through my head. So I can't really formulate exactly what why I'm feeling like this because I know there's all things involved in it. Yeah, I've but. seen some people say that it could just be the fact that it is an origin story. And a lot of Marvel films' origin stories don't really take risks with it. They mm-hmm. kind of just do kind of a step-by-step. We're introducing this character. Right. And I think... I think the expectations for Captain Marvel coming out of Avengers Infinity War might have had something to do with it because in in this massive emergency, one of the last things that Nick Fury can think to do (laughs) is call for this person. So everyone is coming into the film like, who is this person that Fury would call in his massive time of need? And then they get this origin story, which I didn't feel really answered that question of why he would call her, other than toward the end when we explain the insignia and everything like that then yeah. it then it makes sense in that way it, but going into end end game i don't know how she's going to help yeah who knows i mean we're, we're gonna find that out yeah, yeah i guess we will see i guess we will see speaking of end game and marvel trailers mm-hmm. how do you feel about the end game trailer that they just released this last week have you seen it i have seen it okay Yes. So it has Captain Marvel in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not for long. <laughs> yes. I she saw the it. trailer before I saw Captain Marvel. Okay. So I was kind of ex- I was kind of expecting that sort of character and I did get that sort of character and I think seeing Captain Marvel in the trailer was definitely intriguing. Okay. Like I would like to see how is it the Russo brothers who are directing Endgame again? I believe so. Yeah. They directed yeah. these two. I would like to see how they're going to integrate Captain Marvel into the Avengers. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. because it has, again, it's been about 20 years in terms of timeline between the the origin story of Captain Marvel and this upcoming Avengers film that's coming out. So she's had time to really learn more about her powers, and maybe she's really unlocked how to use them, and she knows something we don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is the Russo brothers directing. Okay, cool. Yeah, so overall emotion that I felt from Captain Marvel, like I think I was expecting something like how Wonder Woman made me feel a mm. couple years ago. Okay. Wonder Woman, like it makes me cry sometimes because it's just like this like feeling of, like I don't necessarily want to say pride or joy, but like sometimes it just like the no man's land scene in that film is yeah. really emotional. It's very powerful for me. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily get that feeling from this film, from Captain Marvel. Mm. It it wasn't that same sense of, like, joy inside. Like, there's definitely some moments where I'm like, yeah, girl, you tell him. But, 
like including some of those Jude Law things that I talked about earlier. <laughs> but um, it, it wasn't the same feeling. And I, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of both negative and positive things on the internet about this film. I would definitely say go out, watch it for yourself, make your own opinion about it. Absolutely. And it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that it didn't make me feel the same way that Wonder Woman did because we don't have a lot of female heroes that are out there. So not like we're getting them like very individually. So <laughs> like it's it's not something that's going to work for everyone every time. And since we have so few of them, that kind of makes a huge difference when you have one that doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if we get more of them, it's not going to make as much of a difference if, like, okay, I don't click with Captain Marvel, but I click with Wonder Woman. You know, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. We have lots of them. (laughs) So we need to get more female heroes out there. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the uh, the fighting sequences and choreography and all that stuff for this movie. What do you guys think? Um, Well... Coming from the fact that our theater didn't have the best sound system, I don't really want to talk too much about, like, how the fight scenes were overall. And I don't know enough about choreography, really, but they uh-huh. didn't, They didn't. to me at least, they didn't feel as much power, not powerful, but as in, engaging, maybe, okay. as some other Marvel fight scenes I've seen recently. Like, I know I really enjoyed um, the one on the train. Like surprisingly, because oh. that was that was a scene I saw outside of before I saw the movie. I saw the scene before I saw the movie, and I wasn't really intrigued by it. But then when I saw it in the context of the movie, <laughs> I did like lady. it. Yeah, as, as it plays out. And <laughs> yeah, because maybe the tra- the the trailer didn't really focus on that, and then the scene that I watched was on the top of the train. But I liked the fight inside of the train. Okay. Yeah, I really yeah. liked that one. I really liked the. Um, fight at the very beginning where she has her hands covered up by those oh okay like restraints and she keeps trying to use her powers and it's just (laughs) really hard yeah i thought that was really funny and um just fun i thought it was a fun little time because it's like you don't feel like she's really in danger you don't really and, and maybe that's part of why you didn't feel like it was all that powerful it's a lot of times you don't i didn't really feel like she was in danger there was mm-hmm. no risk involved yeah so that's, it was kind of like she was kind of like just having fun with it yeah <laughs> which just, is obvious for yeah. that she's having fun with yeah. it too you know flipping around and just smacking people with <laughs> whatever she has you know, there was just, one point where she really just yells at the person she's coming at yeah <laughs> <laughs> complete with like uh, some tongue movement so that was yeah. that was that was fun that was interesting so eric you brought up the fight sequences what yeah. do you think about that? so i'm gonna again i'm gonna be in the lower end here um <laughs> <laughs> it, it just to me it just again i'm gonna use the word lackluster it just didn't have that impact like like a fight scene should probably have it didn't feel very polished it felt very rigid to me. Like it didn't flow right. Even like like the the choreography. I mean, I mean, probably it's probably just the choreography part. Um, it just felt a little um, robotic, too tight. It needed to hmm. loosen up a little bit, maybe, hmm. um, because it it. And this just as a whole, right? The whole thing. I mean, I enjoyed the fight sequences and and and, and scenes, but just when it comes down to actually how it was. Um, Executed for me, it just felt a little too robotic, hmm. too tight. Maybe uh, it probably needed to loosen a little bit. Like they were, they were, they so, were wanting to hit certain things every single time. 
So almost like it was too choreographed. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It just it just felt. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. What I'm trying to say. It just you know how, you know how uh, I could see when, that when things are overscripted. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Okay, yeah. right? Because they overscripted the choreography. I guess maybe, and it just felt off to me. As opposed to you know having a little bit of uh, of you know. Like reaction to like oh like you know they 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 planned the way this is gonna happen but then the actor or actress could be like do something you know like <laughs> shake their head like and make a face or just something weird kind of just break it up a little it's yeah. oh, here it is I think it was too serious hmm okay okay because like, I I remember yeah. you mentioning to me at one point that you said it didn't feel like a Marvel movie yeah is that part of it it might maybe? be hmm. it might be like like. Like that that scene you were talking about, Jason, where, where she has the, her hands tied up. Like that was a fun scene. Yeah, but it felt too serious still with the choreography, and I okay. think that's maybe what's I, I was having a little disconnection. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just me. I, I still know? think that might be a artifact of how the story and the character have been developed at that point, because she is so restrained yeah. by being forced down. Like they could have definitely pulled out some better performances from like the scrolls in that mm-hmm. scene made them yeah. the funny yeah. part but they didn't yeah um which i guess at that point you definitely think they're like yo totally evil you know so like i get why you wouldn't want to have like them being com- comedic relief yeah. but i guess yeah I-, I i see what you're saying yeah absolutely like i'm wondering if the fact that like what me and jason said about they're not feeling like there was any risk involved i'm wondering if that kind of played into it where you felt like it was too well choreographed Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's just it. It didn't like it, it never felt like she was in any sort of danger. So, in that sort of way, it it wasn't compelling. Like I wasn't worried for her. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, like yeah. here, I'm gonna go back to uh, uh, Avengers: um, um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like there was that urgency aired the whole time yeah. during the fight scenes. Every little bit of the fight scene that was happening was for a purpose. Yeah. Right? And I didn't get any of that with this one. But yet it felt too rigid, too yeah. too tight, too serious. And it didn't fit right in like in my head. Like there's something off. It's not doesn't feel right to me. So I I can't look at again, maybe part of it too was the sound in the in, in the theater we were at, which maybe. was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when, when she's finally blasting her arms off it didn't feel I got as nothing. like, like uh, it's yeah. like you know yeah. you would feel the boom the crash the the rumble but all i got was uh. yeah <laughs> it, it like, sounded great when i saw it <laughs> i'm gonna so. hold out for the fact that maybe our theater experience just wasn't the best for that yeah because like i i know we're probably still gonna end up adding it to our lineup of marvel films anyway oh yeah definitely i mean yeah, i enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it like overall as a film i enjoyed it like, it yeah. was fun so, like, I'm, I'm interested to see how it is at home on our own sound system where we can control that and actually see what it, how it was meant to be. And I'll yeah. update. I'll update my, my thoughts on <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, for yeah. me, I just felt, it just felt a little lackluster. But then a lot of things could have been factors to that, too. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been a lot of other things leading into that. Yeah. I feel like that's always the risk with Marvel movies is you go from, like, Infinity War where it's literally half the universe is going to end. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in Captain Marvel where it's, like, someone fighting for their survival. You're like, oh, cool. Like, it's just <laughs> you go from this huge dramatic scale shift. dramatic thing <laughs> to now it's one person fighting for themselves and so just discovering themselves yeah and so with the context of knowing what is going to happen you know and obviously i think she's going to be okay if you know 
Nick Fury is still calling for 25 years in the future. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're yeah. just like, you know, you don't feel like there's much risk. Yeah. yeah. You know what? The movie felt like a filler. I think that's another problem that's with it, unfortunately, and it's just a release schedule thing. Like, it just, knowing that she tied into Infinity War and she's going to be coming into Endgame, it really did, it did just feel like a filler piece. Like, okay, we're going to introduce a character and she's going to be in the next big film. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I don't know. Which at this point, Endgame's only, what, like a month and a half away? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we're recording this in March and Endgame is coming out end of April. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty close. But overall, like I said earlier, I think you should really go out and see Captain Marvel, make your own opinions on whether you like it or not. Like, I I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. I thought it was, it had its funny parts. Mm-hmm. Story could have maybe had some tweaks for me, but overall I liked the experience. Yeah, I have yeah. to agree. So That's the thing, is like, I'm totally bought in on Marvel movies at this point. Like, it could look terrible and I'll go see it. Yeah, so I think it's we just, all are. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's fun. It's a good movie. It's, you know, I, I it's just a fun movie. It's a yeah. good time. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. Go check out Captain Marvel. But we should probably transition to a second film now. Our guest, Jason, has been trying to recommend us to watch this next <laughs> film for many years at this point. And we finally did just before watching, or just before recording this podcast, we watched What We Do in the Shadows. Jason, can you give a brief synopsis about what <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows is about? So What We Do in the Shadows is a movie about a bunch of flatmate vampires. Uh, if you don't speak New Zealand or any place other than America, uh, flatmates are roommates. Um, and so it's roommates in modern day uh, New Zealand, Wellington, New Zealand. And it is from Taika Waititi, who is one of my favorite um, directors and actors now. He's just hilarious in everything he does. And uh, this movie came out in 2014, I believe. 24, okay. And it's it's just, it's so much fun. It's just ridiculous. And they're, they're spinning it off into a TV show now. Okay. Based on the same concept. All right. Okay, but Taika Waititi, we we were just talking about Marvel films, and a lot of people in the U.S. might know him from having directed Thor Ragnarok, which right. I thought was a really that one that it explains his style. Yes. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Thor it's Ragnarok. Quite a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so him. <laughs> yes. It's great. Yeah. So if if you're familiar with the style of Thor Ragnarok or um, so let's see. He it, did it, another one about the Wilder People, right? Yeah, uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, I, I think that called? sounds familiar. I haven't seen that film. I haven't seen much from him at all. Yeah, the only film I've actually seen of his at this point is Thor Ragnarok, and now What We Do in the Shadows. And I definitely right. want to see more because after seeing, you know, I really enjoyed those two movies. <laughs> yeah, he has a him. really nice quirky style. Yes, he does. Yeah, and he's also directing an episode of The Mandalorian, the upcoming Star Wars TV show, and <laughs> just announced uh, the pilot for time bandits the tv show which mm, is uh, yeah. okay. a terry gilliam film which is just an absolutely insane film so i just i'm always excited to see anything taika's working on he is one of my favorite directors absolutely and the the style of this film is really interesting it's it's got the mockumentary type th- thing yeah. going for it yeah and that leads to a lot of interesting situations <laughs> it's like 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 the office right so yeah. for those who don't know what that is it's like the office where they break the fourth wall yeah. oh yeah and they kind of speak to the camera it's, it's a yes. made-up documentary yeah yeah yes like i i really enjoyed some moments where they actually did look at the camera like they were on the office <laughs> or even just a slight look to the camera given the 
Yeah. What just, what just happened here? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's oh, okay. the look at the camera like <laughs> okay. you're on the office. Right. And that's the thing about mockumentaries is like my style of sense of humor oftentimes falls flat, and that's why it's funny. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's my personal opinion. And so, like, this movie has parts of it that, like, it's a joke, it didn't work. And, and that's, that's why it's funny. That's the point. It's just, ah, oh, it's so good. I love mockumentaries for that reason mm-hmm. because they can be real, and you give them license to fail. Yeah. 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 A lot more than regular. You know, it's the, you don't, it doesn't take it too seriously, and, yeah. and it, it works. Yeah, I love mockumentary comedies because, yeah. like, um, documentary now. Yeah, if you guys have seen documentary now at all, is just like constant mockumentaries, and they're always just so funny. <laughs> I think comedy works really well with the whole mockumentary thing. Yeah, like because you're used to watching documentaries, and everything that you're seeing is supposed to be serious. Everything's yeah. serious. It's, it's nonfiction, <laughs> driven yeah. to a, a certain. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not, not style, but uh, their message yeah. to one point. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of refreshing to see mockumentaries that are kind of poking fun at that concept, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I feel like the Waititi's particular brand of comedy worked really well with this this film and. Like, just being in New Zealand, these <laughs> vampires in New Zealand, just in itself was funny. Yeah. Because you don't see New Zealand as a set piece for a lot of movies. It's just kind of... <laughs> it's the Lord of the Rings place. Yeah. Basically. Why New Zealand? That's where he's from. Is that where he's from? Okay. Yeah, that's where yeah. Uh, him and Jermaine Clement and most, I think, all the actors in it yeah. are from there. Okay. So... Yeah, it yeah. worked. It worked really well playing off with the vampires and the lore, and it was the lore of the vampires. I thought was handled really well in there as well. <laughs> like just because the lore, from my understanding at least, was pretty realistic, and then with the mockumentary approach to it, like I, I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like one of them is recounting how he becomes a vampire, and it's yes. just it's really yes. it's like serious but funny, and then like the end reveal is just. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, I love Peter's introduction. <laughs> yes. And it was Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that one. We're still <laughs> friends today. Just, their accents are great, too, because mm-hmm. it's like Transylvanian New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> so when they run across an actual New Zealander, it's like, oh, yeah, that isn't their accent. It's just this weird mishmash of accents. It's great. Yeah, and I, I really liked the the difference between the characters as well. Like, YTD plays this this character who, like, they're all different ages. They're from different time periods. Yeah. And it it shows. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I really liked um, Jermaine the- Clement as his character, Vladislav. Yeah. I really he, liked his character. He has some old ideas. Yes. <laughs> we should he's, get some slaves. <laughs> he's from medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, no, no, we shouldn't get it. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that won't work today. No, no, that's no, not approach. That's, that's not cool one. anymore. Yeah, I, I really liked a lot of his winks to the camera and his yeah. storyline. He was yeah. my favorite, I think, other than Peter. <laughs> Peter is definitely something I else. Haley really identified with Peter. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I, I, I also don't like being woken from my slumber. I, I don't. <laughs> You know, Peter didn't. No, no, no. Haley also enjoys eating chickens whole, just like Peter. Oh, did, did he? Oh, yes, he yeah. did eat a chicken whole. That, that was the appeasement. I think yeah. for me, it would be coffee. That's true. Yeah. I got coffee for you. Yes, it all is forgiven now. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting how they they took the whole vampire culture and made it into the 
almost like a three's company, but there's four of them, <laughs> yeah, like set, yeah. right? It's just, it's just that that worked out really, really well, actually. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's really fun to see vampires arguing about doing the dishes. Like that's just that's funny. <laughs> the chore wheel hasn't changed in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Now, granted, the type of quirky New Zealand type humor that Waititi uses, it it might not hit for everyone. Yeah, like yeah. I, I know, I know a lot of people who don't particularly like like British humor or the more quirky Kiwi type humor. So yeah. I'm I'm sure there, that this movie's not for everyone, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like right from the very beginning when when. That, you know that that light turns on right and and like i i my my face was just full of this huge smile and i had to tell myself stop smiling like it might you it's starting to hurt he's <laughs> <laughs> just like i needed a little bit of a break here people i started out laughing a lot and then after a while i stopped laughing and just had a smile on my yeah. face the whole time like in a perpetual laugh yeah. it's like the joker is just stuck yeah. there now. Yeah. <laughs> It was very joyful. Like when he goes to like open the curtains to see if it's daytime. And yeah. he's just like, this, this is, is always a scary time. <laughs> oh, it's nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, so vampires in modern day New Zealand. And their like, endeavors out in the town. Yes. <laughs> they go that, out clubbing. They have oh. to be invited in. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Oh, man. So you mentioned the upcoming FX series. Now, what do we know about that? Because I know I was interested in seeing this film before that series came out. So it's, um, as far as I'm aware, it's the same concept, not the same characters, Mm -hmm. uh, totally different actors. um, And they are vampires who have lived together for over 100 years in Staten Island. So now it's a U.S.-based um, show, and it premieres on March 27th, so... About ten days from when we're recording this, yeah. So yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. Uh, it's the same concept of modern day vampires, and it's just ridiculous yeah. looking. Um, I'm wondering what type of excapades, excapades. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Staten Island vampires can get into, <laughs> and they've added on some uh, different types of uh, vampires in it. Like there's the energy vampire. In oh the yeah, show. that's right. That's it right. looks that's really right. funny. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. You? Yeah, <laughs> or just talk your ear off. Yeah, what monopolize your time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I found that to be a very interesting twist on the energy vampire concept. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting take. Yeah, that, that, that trailer was pretty funny, and the guys just falls in his face <laughs> as, the, as, as the vampire walks away. <laughs> and they're also, I, I forgot about this until just now, they're making a um, follow-up to um, What We Do in the Shadows. That is a uh, movie called We're Wolves. Oh, okay. And it's okay. going to follow um, some of the werewolves that we meet in What We Do in the Shadows. And there was also a New Zealand-only series, I don't think it's aired in the U.S. yet, that followed the two police officers Oh, okay. It's called Wellington okay. Paranormal, and it, they got, actually got the same two police officers back. And I think it was interesting. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know how long like, the series was. Sounds but. like they're building another uni- like yeah. universe out of this whole <laughs> yes. thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, because yeah, I I don't know if we did mention it, but not only are there vampires in this in what we do in the shadows, but there's all also like a, just a whole bunch of 
yeah. creatures, you know, like zombies, you got werewolves, zombies. I think I, I think I saw in the credits succubus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was. <laughs> there's just some of those running around. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of things to enjoy in this in this this undead world of New Zealand. Don't forget their familiars. <laughs> oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. Their servants. Yes. So many things going for that. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Although there was a part where I think I dozed off a little bit. Not maybe because of the movie. I was, I was also really tired today. But I did find myself kind of just dozing off me for like 30 seconds. You doze so. off yeah. whenever you're comfortable, really. That's true. And there's <laughs> he that. looked very snug. He had a blanket. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was, I was, that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is a bit toward the end where it... Not to, not toward the end, but in the middle, where it does seem to drag, but also vampires. I mean, you live for so long, you can only do the same thing so many times. I can imagine their lives drag a little bit for them as well. But um, then it picks up again toward the end. Yeah. So it's just that little middle part. The film's only 84 minutes. Yeah, 85. 85 minutes. It it feels a little bit longer than that. And that's probably because of that kind of dragging monotony of being a vampire, (laughs) I guess. Which, to be fair, I think really adds to the end when it's like something different happens. Yeah. Yeah. The premise of it is leading up to the unholy masquerade. Mm-hmm. They're like yearly thing, and so it's, it's like, like their event. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of drags. Like we're waiting for the unholy masquerade. Like several months pass. You know, that's where they. It's like the unholy masquerade is here. They're like all the excited. invitation has arrived. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's burnt. It looks like a treasure map. You know, they're just so they're authentic. so excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's what they look for. Every year, yeah. yeah, because that's that's like the the pinnacle of their lives every year, right? <laughs> yeah. So again, I'm thinking that bit of dragging is intentional. Yeah, yeah, I'm it sure feels it intentional. It comes in. It feels much longer than 85 minutes, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I enjoyed it a no. lot. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. if you're a fan of that type of kind of quirky, dry in a way humor, <laughs> I think you might really enjoy this. Or just yeah. vampires altogether. Yeah, if you're a fan of vampires, you might really enjoy this take on (laughs) vampires as well. If you like Twilight, you'll love what we do in the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) Because they talk about Twilight in it. Yeah, it gets gets its just desserts in there. Doesn't he actually say it's like Twilight? Yes, Yes. they they actually mention Twilight. I'm the main guy in Twilight. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I wanted to thank Jason for coming out today and uh, spending this day with us to record this podcast. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. It was a lot of fun. Yes, and thank you for finally getting us to watch what we do in the shadows. It's been <laughs> too long. It was totally worth it. Definitely <laughs> worth yes, it. Yes, and it was really fun to actually get to watch it with you. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that as well. Just I, laughing on my left side the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. And hope, you know, hope to get you back here again. Yeah. Anytime. As always, I'm Haley. And I'm Eric. And we are Reels on Reels. Reels.